It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Myra Goodman. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on your book. Tell me about how this all came about. I understand this was actually your father's story originally, correct? Yeah, yeah. My father, he is a Holocaust survivor and also a brilliant inventor. And so he went, so he had an extraordinary life, a really interesting life, but he went through that horrible time in history, all the anti-Semitism leading up to the Holocaust. He spent three years as a slave laborer in Nazi concentration camps while most of his family was murdered in Auschwitz, and came to America in 1946, suffering from a lot of depression and fear and nightmares, even though he became very successful because his inventions revolutionized the jewelry manufacturing industry. And he eventually, when he hit middle age, took his mechanical genius and focused it on his own psyche, and he made it his life's purpose, his quest to heal himself, and he had documented his journey, really his roadmap to happiness, in a manuscript that he'd worked on for 10 years, and I found it, I found it after he died. It was so full of wisdom, and it was so extraordinary that I wanted to share it with the world, but it was also missing most of his life story. He didn't really have any names or dates. He just included a few of his kind of, you know, peak life experiences and more powerful memories. Mm -hmm. So I spent four years doing intensive research, and I completed the book, writing it first person in my father's voice, probably added about 50% of the content from what he had originally written, and it comes out, it comes out tomorrow. On April 14th. Congratulations. What a project. You know, I feel like this is very timely because it's something that can help anybody, especially right around now, and also to just shed the light on the enormous amount of trauma your dad went through. Yeah, and it's interesting because back then they didn't, he didn't use terms like trauma resolution. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole science around neuro reprogramming. But, you know, what he did is he really saw that his programming from his past. The, the fears and the negativity was really kind of etched in his brain, and he decided to write a new script, and he really retrained his brain to think positive thoughts, to look for what is beautiful. And he also really faced his past and faced all those emotions that he'd repressed for decades. I think so much of his depression came from repression. You know, and it's just the Holocaust, that, that amount of grief and torture and pain, it's just kind of overwhelming to be able to process it but once he finally was able to he really saw that the world that he was seeing was a projection of his past and that when he could be in the present that there was so much beauty and and what was so remarkable about my dad is that he truly became the happiest and most peaceful person I have ever known that's incredible that was just so inspiring if he could get through that it just I think gives everybody hope that they can get through whatever hardships they're facing I mean to have that kind of insight Myra is tremendous one of the things uh, that's talk about in the book is he he could visualize new possibilities he he has this technique for retraining his brain focusing on happy thoughts warm memories joyful experiences could you talk about that yeah i think from the t- i think my dad 
was very unique in the sense that he, he was always a dreamer, and he always, he, he had a difficult relationship. He was dyslexic, and mm -hmm. it wasn't diagnosed back in Poland in the 20s and early 30s, and so he flunked out of school in the sixth grade. His father would beat him. He was kind huh. of an embarrassing failure, even though his IQ must have been a genius, you know, mm -hmm. high genius, because he was, he was so smart. And so he said he figured out at an early age that he could go anywhere he wanted in his daydreams. Oh, I love and that. The town he grew up in was a very somber town. It was a coal mining town. There were a lot of deaths. It was between the two world wars. And he says, when, when you ask him how did he survive three years in the concentration camps, he says visualization, that mm. he was able to take himself to someplace beautiful. And so when he got older and in, in middle age and he started deciding to really work on healing himself, he went back to his visualizations, to his imaginings, and that he realized that when he he imagined feeling relaxed, feeling in a beautiful place. When he went back in time and imagined feeling loved by his father, supported by his family, that he would feel the positive emotions as if that's what actually happened. And so he spent so much time looking for his best memories and actually creating memories. He said our, fix is, our past is not fixed and stagnant, that we can create like new, a new and better history. Mm -hmm. And we can do that emotionally. And so he retrained himself to be this joyous person. And he realized that we really, the world we see is a projection of our inner state. And that when we change our inner state, we change the world. I've been, what's been also an incredible blessing for me is that in this process of writing his book, I've been experimenting with his techniques. And I have been learning so much, and it's been very helpful for me during this time mm -hmm. with coronavirus. You know, one of the things that my dad really talks about is, is we don't have to be loyal to our suffering. And I find that, like, I'll feel guilty when I'm I having like a great day because there's so much suffering in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'll remember, no, it's really healthy to be happy and feel happiness. It doesn't mean I'm not a compassionate, empathic person. It just sure. means that, it's a, that there's a lot of beauty still in the world that we can yeah. and should appreciate. You know, I have to say, Myra, that's what I've been doing especially with my daughters we'll go outside and I'll, I'll just we'll have a moment with nature or take a walk because it's really important to find something beautiful to focus on right now exactly and I, I look at it as like a gas tank you know when you're in fear and you're in worry your tank gets empty mm -hmm. and when your tank gets empty the you feel terrible you're not you're not as kind you're not as generous the world looks so threatening when you fill up your gas tank with pleasure time in nature feeling joy being completely present with your kids or your dogs, you, you become a you, you you spread that positivity, and that's another thing that my dad talked a lot about is how contagious thoughts are, mm. and you know negative thoughts are contagious. He saw that you know happening during the Nazi era that this hate just just you know, was like a wildfire through sure. all the countries surrounding Germany, but also how, how love and positivity can spread. You know, and I find that when I talk to one person that's relaxed and happy and telling me that they're baking bread and they're really enjoying some, some new opportunities during this quiet time, mm -hmm. I feel more relaxed and it gives me more permission to find the things that I'm enjoying in my life during this time. Yes. You know, Myra, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. Awesome. Thank you. And I find, which is why I wanted to have you on the show, because I find that there are things that people can, you know, get from your book. Messages from your dad are so powerful. Did you see the transition in him as he was doing these techniques? Or did you not, were you not really aware, like you got it after you started writing the book? 
You know, it's interesting because my dad hid his depression really well. As a kid, I sensed it. Mm-hmm. I think his nature was a happy, was it was a his, his his natural nature was to be happy, and so it wasn't like his, his, he he always felt that his depression was just under the surface. It was as if a dark cloud hung over his life, and so I think that that I I, I intuited it more than my mind understood it. And then the real, the heart of his real transformative years were when I was actually so busy with my own business. I don't, I don't know if you read my bio, but my husband and I started a little teeny two-acre organic farm, and then we were actually the first people to package salads. For I saw that. We grew to yeah. be the largest grower of organic produce in the world, and my dad actually invented the first equipment that we used to package our salads. So while my dad in the 90s was writing all this and really living this transformation of someone who was very awakened and very present and very loving. I was just very distracted with my crazy life, my kids, my business. And so by the time I really, my life settled down and I could focus on, on my dad, it was, it was too late. So for me, finding this manuscript was buried treasure. And what's also really sweet is that my dad had just retired from his jewelry business when we started Earthbound Farm, and so he kind of he used those, that all that energy that he had put into his own business into helping us start our business. And we had actually sold our company right before I found this manuscript. So it Good was timing. Like, it gave me my second career yeah. of sharing his life story, his wisdom, which has been incredibly fulfilling and exciting for me. So it's it's just like this very sweet circle, you know. Yeah. I feel like what a gift for you to find the manuscript and to spend this time in your life to focus on this such a positive thing it's such a positive thing and i think that being uh, both my parents are holocaust survivors so I, I grew up with a lot of inherited trauma you know now they know that epigenetically you can inherit trauma and then mm-hmm. there's the emotional patterns the energy and i think because i've lived this i went to college when i was 16 i've lived Whoa. this fast and furious life that i never stopped to really process any of the hardships in my life, I just kept running full speed. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of my own personal healing work to do. And so reading my dad's book, where what he calls his quest for eternal sunshine, finding the light, letting go of his suffering, you know, it's really, it's, it's the right time for me too. So yeah. even though my dad, you know, is now in heaven, I feel like he's kind of taken my hand and is taking me on this healing journey along with him. And I I do, I feel so lucky and so grateful. It's amazing. I actually wanted to share something with you. I I was recently um, giving a talk about the science of happiness as part of a panel. And one of the things I found interesting is that genetics, life choices, and factors that you can't just basically like life influences, things you can't control are three things that affect happiness. So what I'm hearing you say is your dad has this way of having you realize that the things you can control are really important. Yeah, ex- exactly. And that I think one of the biggest things that I am learning, and it feels so appropriate now when we're all kind of stuck at our home, is that so much of us, and, and my dad found this, that we look outside for reasons to be happy. We think, okay, my dad thought if I had a good marriage, if I had a successful business, I would be happy. And no. then he got all those things, and he couldn't say that that's the reason why he wasn't happy. Right. He finally realized that he had to look inside. Yes. And what my dad really did, and what I am slowly learning to do, is to generate an atmosphere of happiness, love, contentment within your own self. 
yourself, and mm-hmm. then you don't really need to look for it as much from the outside. And then, you know, certain patterns just kind of dry, drop away and life becomes easier. You yeah. know, and my dad talks about that his journey was really coming home to love, and that self-love is really where you have to start. Oh, yes. He had a lot of kind of, I think some of it was, I think a lot of it came from being such an academic failure when he was young. I think that the Jews were looked at as, you know, so abhorrent. They were vermin that needed to be exterminated. He must have internalized some of that. You know, he had mm-hmm. so much self-hate to work through, but once he was able to fully embrace himself, he just said, you know, he just only has to look inside himself for the source of joy and all that is beautiful in life. And I think so what you're saying is, is that when you can drop the dependence on, the the heavy dependence on your outside circumstances, you have a lot more freedom. And what a gift. You know, I I wasn't a very good student either, but, and your dad sounds like he wasn't, but he was really, really smart to come up with these ways to create optimism and positivity. Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, all of our brains work differently. He, He was he was t- he was good at math. That was the only thing he was good at. But he had this brilliant mind, and, and I think that's also, you know, what, one of the messages that I think is so important when you look back at the Holocaust and when you look at the world now, is that when we focus on our differences as something that is negative, you know, we create a lot of of rejection and hate in the world. And when yeah. we focus on our differences as something that we can all learn from and embrace, you can create a lot more love and kindness in the world. You yes. know, so I think just just looking at my dad, that he, you know, from from, from these outer standards, he did terribly, it, you know, academically, but he was he was so brilliant, and yeah. he looked at the world in a different way and brought solutions to problems that that no one else ever figured out before him. It's beautiful. We have to wrap up, but I just want to say this is like a beautiful tribute to your dad, what you did. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your show and all your kind words and appreciating the whole process. I'm really grateful for that. My pleasure. Just give the listeners your website. For eternalsunshine.com, and I have lots of resources for healing, and I have a mailing list. I send out really great things, so I'd love people to sign up for my mailing list. Myra, thank you so much for calling into the show.